0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Uh, Obviously, you know, today was I mean, yesterday was a big day around sports and you're starting to see it trickle over to the NFL. um, As far as, you know, players and athletes using their platform for the greater good, we're going to get into stuff like that. We're going to talk some Browns training camp. Um, We're going to talk about how some of these new NFL regimes are, you know, dealing with the difficulties they have with the limited offseason and obviously training camp with, from the Around the NFL podcast. Long time. I guess it's Buffalo Blue Jays fan. Mr. Mark Sessler, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Take a uh, look at rockauto.com for all the car parts, uh, car and uh, truck parts you will ever need. Again, rockauto.com. Thank you for the sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Mark, um, we've all been cooped up for quite a long time. Uh, how are the Sesslers holding up until this point, sir?
1: Well, you know, we've talked uh, you know, offline a little bit about this, and I think it's the same as, as so many others. So you feel like you can't really uh, overly complain because everyone's going through their own stuff. But I I, I kind of just feel for our kids are in L.A., our kids are still home, um, you know, and they will be throughout the whole school school year, I imagine, at this point. And uh, you know, just not being able to be on a soccer team, um, you know, not not socialized. They're eight and nine. And I think that's uh, we don't really have a lot of um, I guess an example of eight and nine year olds not really going to school for, you know, what could be a year plus. I don't think the result is great. But I but I'll say this like we're doing the best we can. Um, my wife and I are, we're working we're lucky to be working. I have friends that are furloughed and and out of work. And so you just, you know, we're just trying to, it's a grind we're pressing on. And now that the season starts um, with, you know, homeschooling and everything else. And I'm talking to reporters all over the place that are just saying, I don't know how this is going to be done or be done as well as in the past where you were, you know, the, you know, how it is the football season starts and you just dive in and say, I'll probably become a normalized human being, Mid late February. Now it's just it's trying to to jam pack it all together. The pieces don't totally fit, and uh, away we go. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how how it goes on here. Um, you know, and I think for all of us, uh, he's going to be
0: bandwidth here, and as far as you uh, know, the home structures can hold up here <laughs> right. because you're going to have everybody, you know, essentially operating from you know, you know, tablets, computers, and to go along with everything else. So it does create for you know an interesting scenario how this football season. And what, I mean, at this point, you know, look, 2020 has been so weird. Why don't we just, you know, I guess kind of keep with the theme. Um, The Browns to this point, and, you know, we'll get to this here. um, You knew it was going to be a slower start. Um, There's some promising signs that you see. The good looks good. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell. Um, the overall cohesion on offense is taking some time. Obviously, you're without your starting center JC Shredder, um, and you know Jarvis Landry. It seems like it's more of look. Let's just do whatever we got to do to be there for September 13th in Baltimore. We trust you. Just make sure you know we'll get you for that week. Um, and maybe also to this point, I mean, look, the defense is seeing the offense on it. It's normally when they say, "Hey, good. At least there's you know preseason games now. We can stop beating the daylights out of each other." And you know, the defense is seeing this offense now every single day. Um, So a lot of it's to be expected, but even with it not looking so great, Mark, what you're hoping to look good does look good.
1: Yeah, I I think that you're going to see a trend around the league, especially uh, with teams that have had a very compact Amount of time to organize new air attacks, new passing games. And the Browns are one of those teams where they've got the parts in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to be extremely run-heavy. I think that's going to be a trend early on. I mean, you know, they always talk about even when there were preseason games, that teams like the Patriots notoriously treated September as a laboratory to figure out what they wanted to be and and shift on a dime if they needed to. This time around, it's teams that they know what they want to be, but they're just not there yet and I think you know when you when you read and we're not able to be at camp uh, it's a limited group that are uh, but when you read the detailed reports um, you know there's the highlight plays you see on Twitter and stuff but that you've got one of the most banged up secondaries in the league and that Baker Mayfield uh, you know who I really still believe in um, is in his third offense. And it looks like it, it it, it appears that way. He's, he's learning how to, uh, where, you know, how to function in this as is everyone around him. And there are these players that are getting, you know, sort of glowing reports every day. And that's, that's encouraging, but I, it just concerns me. I think there's, it's, there's just raw competitive imbalance occurring in the NFL and there's no way around it. I mean, the idea that they're going to be on the same pace as the Ravens. to be, you know, in week one to have that game be the same way it would be, you know, week nine another year is lunacy. I just, I, I, I really think that the trust that I would put in teams with veteran coaches, veteran quarterbacks, a lot of veteran leadership, and guys, you know, that have been on the team for years that know how camp practice looks and feels, and it's, uh, there's, there's an understanding of how to approach that. And I look at Cleveland, and it's, it's just completely new all over again. I, but to point to some, one of the biggest positives. I think it's Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I, I, the the quotes that you got from Odell Beckham, where he just said that I really like this guy. Um, Our relationship is great. Uh, He's saying that we talk, we text, we talk football. I think none of that was happening last year. And I I think that Kevin Stefanski has won over um, all sorts of different players. These rosters are made up of such different types of human beings. Um, I think this is a very detailed oriented coaching staff. And I think that's going to help, but I think it's going to take time. I, it's a shame because this is the ros the best Browns roster. I, I, you know, since we were young in the in the maybe maybe Belichick's '94 team or or really some of the '80s teams. Um, but that's that's eons ago. But but it's it's a tall order to ask them to go in and compete. Um, you know, in terms of chemistry right away, it's going to take a while. And I, I don't know if there's enough time for them to get it all together this season. Yes, and even with the defense
0: looking good, I mean, you're keeping in mind, you're to, you're starting a brand-new linebacking unit. Um, and even if it's not going to be the emphasis of this defensive scheme where Joe Woods loves his nickel, loves his dime. Um, and But then you get to the secondary, and, you know, three moves were made there over the offseason to revamp that room. You brought in two free agents. You, you know, obviously, you put a very high selection on Grant Elpit who was getting almost every safety rep there was with the way Carl Joseph is being worked in and worked out. And the thing is, is they made a focus on getting diverse safeties. They wanted guys who could play run support. They wanted guys to play coverage. So once you lose one of these guys, and Sheldrick Redwine, we'll see. We don't really know. I mean, is it a tell because they brought in three safeties? You know, we don't know what they think of him. But the, for the scheme that Woods wants to do, it's diversity. And look, you know, it's great that you had three guys that could do both things. But now you kind of gotta, you're gonna have to maneuver here on the fly because there's not a lot of guys. I mean, yes, maybe you can try to bring somebody in, but fourth, fifth safeties are what they are. One's either good and run support, one plays maybe decent in zone coverage. These guys are going to have hiccups and warts.
1: Yeah, it's I I appreciate the honesty of Joe Woods to basically say after they lost Grant Delpit that no one can really do what he was being scheduled to do. That that is a a genuine loss, and you know. We've talked about the Browns, especially when you look at the thin linebacking group. Even before, you know, Mac Wilson went down, that this was a team that might have been like a, a like a four-two-five type thing, where you're going to see a lot of five and six defensive backs out there. And Delpit was brought in to be a key central figure, and it's a crushing loss. And yeah, you could go look at a Logan Ryan. I think that name makes sense, but that's someone who's not on a team right now because he wants ten million a year, and I don't really know if that's. I I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Browns front office deals with some of these losses at both of those position groups because I don't think that their MO is to go, you know, go and jump out of their overall plan and just add these high-priced veterans hanging out there. I think there's going to be a lot of roster churning um, depending on what cuts occur. I mean, the team could look very different at the bottom, you know, fourth of the roster a month from now. I I could see that, Um, you know, I think they tried to to give a lot of money to Jadavian Clowney, and Clowney sounds like now. And I you mean, know, there's this devastating tweet I saw that you, you you retweeted it that he could wind up with the Ravens or the Steelers, which just feels like the most typical like scenario at the end of all this. And, it, and it's a kind of thing where it feels like the one thing about this camp is that every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, something seems to show up on Twitter that destabilizes my confidence it, going forward. I'm also extremely cynical um, at this point as a Brown supporter. but <laughs> As you should I, be. <laughs> you know, it, this, the, the injuries, though, I you know, the Niners are extremely um, ravaged by injuries on both sides of the ball. Their wide receiver group is, is nothing at this point. But I look at the Browns and I'd say in the AFC, I can't look at a team that's been more, you know, pecked by the injury bug over and over. So I think the, right away it just makes Stefanski's job so much tougher. Um, But I, you know, again, back to Stefanski, he has handled all this really well. And I think he's, he's something that they haven't really had in the past, which is he was a communications major. Um, He is extremely, uh, he is getting credit from all parts of the roster for how he communicates with his players. I think that matters. I don't think you just need some sort of rah-rah guy or an old tough guy at this point in in 2020. You need someone who listens, who treats the players like men. And who loves football and can teach, and I think that Stefanski checks all those boxes. So, you know, no matter what happens in the first month or two, it could be tough. Um, I, I really think this is the first synergy meetup between head coach and GM and Andrew Berry, who I love. Uh, and, and it's not just it's not just Browns fans that should feel this way. I've had people come out of the woodwork to tell me, look, uh, yeah, they're way behind compared to say the Steelers, and they've been to both camps. But we like Stefanski. Everyone likes Stefanski. Andrew Barry is, you know, correctly being viewed as a rising GM. And you look at what he did and went and grabbed like Curtis Weaver. And I know that you like that move too. I mean, that's just saying, yeah, it's not all about this year. We are going to continue to develop and get players that we like. And we're going to do it in ways Andrew Barry learned. Um, in Philadelphia and also previously just to be a very active general manager and I think that's what you need in 2020 someone that is never resting with the roster so the two of them seem egoless that's not been the case uh, with the GM coach pairing in Cleveland for about a thousand years so that's that's (coughs) the positive that you can cling to amid a lot of really concerning current items
0: yeah, and for me, now we have this is something that we had talked about a, a lot on the show, and obviously the way the state of education was in this country. Um, these players come in and they are so much smarter and so much more intelligent, and you could not have the I'm the head coach and that's why. Um, there's the explanation, and the, okay, you say 10 yards, but what happens if I'm bumped at seven yards? You know, do I fight through and you know that? was not the case in years past in a lot of the NFL. And, you know, and it's not to these gentlemen's fault, you know, these guys who were in their sixties, but you need to start getting closer and closer to the ages lining up. And so where that you know, coaches and staffers can understand, you know, there are such things as intelligent questions and it allows players to perform their tasks and perform them better. And yes, with Barry, with Stefanski and I still go back to this. I mean, you close your eyes, obviously they have different voices, But it's the same things. It's the same words. It's the same verbiage. And that is the most refreshing thing as to, you know, trying to get a hashtag T-shirt out there or, you know, I mean, you know, Freddie was a lot similar to Rex Ryan when Rex Ryan first got with the Jets. You know, what's going to, you know, what's going to catch a headline? What's going to be the thing everybody takes away? For this, it's the whole meat and potatoes. If Stavansky speaks for 10 minutes, you, you listen to it all. And you know, like you said all that he's been through, and obviously with the COVID scare on Sunday, um, you saw how smart they were with their plan. He's right away. He's got a little bunker near the you know near the team facility to get to you know. It just and with that being, I mean, I just think about if the situation was reversed last year, and even listening to a guy like Freddie Kitchens discuss coronavirus would have been you know Uh, because totally different and and john dorsey (laughs) exactly i mean it would have been vastly vastly different we're going to get to a few more things here is always a pleasure to sit with mark Sessler as we roll on through your thursday locked on browns chain stores have different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing price tiers based on what the market will bear similar to the airline's RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com now with this season the way it is mark and obviously with coronavirus and i guess we'll start here i think i I think for all of us and look when and and this is where it got into that nobody was not rooting against anything i mean yes mark's going to root against with what pays the bills for his children me i'm gonna (laughs) no. but it was trying to figure out if how just normal society we could not get this to die down how were you going to be able to do this in a locker room? Um, and but we've seen through the NHL, we've seen through the NBA, and the most for MLB, which was going to be tougher for MLB because they had, you know, they are the ones experiencing the most amount of travel. Um, But I think to, it's safe to say, to this point, what the NFL has done and all these teams individually, there has there. I don't even think there's been a positive case since camps have been open. Yes, some guys came. And it took them a while to get into the building. But what these 32 franchises done with 80 players and the staffers got to be anywhere between 25 to 45 per team. I think it's a really amazing job what they have done to this point. And I think we all have more hope that this might actually be able to pull off for a full season.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's been a week-to-week thing in terms of uh, the rising optimism. I'm with you. I feel – uh, I didn't expect to, to to feel this this good and optimistic about the season, not only starting but um continuing if it if if they can keep you know the players I think to uh you know this to take this seriously the way they are. The players have done a great job. It's a big ask of people in their twenties um, who suddenly have fame and money and uh, to, just to, to keep a lid on it and stay home. I think that's probably easier in training camp because it's such a grind. It's not like a let's go out every night during training camp. It's a little trickier uh, during the regular season. and I, I'd be concerned about um, certain teams that they start, you know, one in seven, Uh, the the thing is lost and maybe your your players are not listening to the coaches at this point. I mean, it's like anything else. I I think there's probably 15% of every NFL roster um, in terms of players that are going to be their own islands and go operate the way they want. Um, But, but up to this point, it's an, it's an incredible job by the NFL and it's really been a great job by most all the sports. And I, I I think it gives you this sense that this can work um, and, and that it's not dangerous for the players if they if they take it the way if they continue to go the way they've done I, there are you know wait and sees with all this stuff but um it, it's like corona today it's, the, the main headlines keep switching and i think it goes between you know the corona thing and then there there's what's happening in our country that is affecting the hearts of so many players mm-hmm. um that right now that takes the precedent but with i i you know, I don't want it's hard. It's been a tough offseason have to predict and talk about Corona the whole time for all of us, because what do we We just don't know? It's this sort of phantom on the horizon. Um, but at this stage, if they can, if they the false positive thing uh, is probably you're you're going to get those. And, and, you know, Kevin Stefanski talked about that. He said it was like a bad dream, having been stuck in one of those condos that are right off the practice field where they put like 400 head coaches in a row. Um again, you got to maneuver around it. And I think there seems to be a mindset uh, from coach to player to front office. It's going to be different. We're going to do it. Football players are pretty good at that. Uh, you know, it, They have a little bit more, I think, of a, a, a military mentality where it's like, this is what we do every day. We don't veer from it and we adjust if things happen. So uh, you know, the NFL gets an A, an a, an a grade for me at this point, I think, on, on how it's gone.
0: Yeah. And my first fear, actually, when the news broke Sunday morning was, oh, boy, we had off Thursday. So it was thinking, oh, boy, did, you know, did something go down? And obviously, you know, we've heard with the Tennessee Titans, you know, there was a slight incident there. So that was my first fear was, uh, you know, hey, all right, here is our chance, you know, to maybe go blow off some steam. But, you know, obviously lucky with, you know, all the false positives. And, you know, I've had to take the blame, apparently, because the lab is in New Jersey. Okay, guys, just keep bringing it to me. I guess that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we switch it over, you know, to the other side. Um, and now, obviously, we saw with, you know, the NBA, and it started with the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday, and then everybody else followed in suit. Obviously, some, you know, uh, you know, some of Major League Baseball followed in suit. We're already seeing today that a lot of NFL teams, um, you know, are – you know, not going to work today they're going to talk today and they're going to state their feelings and seeing these guys use their platform and I'm sorry I, I should say gals as well with the WNBA uh, but it's it, it it just you love to see it because in years past and you know you were this age Mark I was this age it was yeah we'd like a better world but you know what I'm gonna go and worry about mine I'm gonna go get back to mine and you know But what they're truly doing, and you know, and granted, for LeBron James to say I'm not playing, it's not necessarily going to hit the wall at the James household the way it is the 14th man on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Be that as may, but to say see these folks step up in unison, and even MLB, obviously where the amount of you know African Americans playing baseball isn't as high as everywhere else, you're starting to see and look. whether or not at the end of the day, it truly changes things it's better than a tweet it's better than taking a knee it this is if it 's taken away, and we all saw for two and a half months when we had no sports, you know where focus went because we sat and watched coronavirus news twenty four seven this not happening, and these guys choosing to do what they're doing it's going to put eyes on the emphasis
1: yeah i i have I think the players have genuine power they have their voice matters and you know we talk about when we grew up watching sports it you just were at the behest of the team for the most part you had to you you you, you they trade you they move you you just do what they say and you don't get out of line anyone that spoke their mind this is even a couple of years ago obviously with Colin Kaepernick anyone speaking their mind um, in a scenario that could cause basically what I think it boiled down to was the costing of team sponsorship. If player A or team A took a stand on this issue, you were going to lose money and sponsors. And, you know, Troy Vincent had very powerful comments this morning. He's from the league office and said, you know, look, bottom line, yes, there are some owners that are willing to lean into this, but not all of them, not all of them. And I think this is a little different than in the NBA where you've got a different type of makeup. The ownership is obviously a little younger, um, probably a little they're more, they're more aligned with where the players are. In, in some cases in the NBA, the NFL, there are not a lot of outliers like that. There are more than there were a few years ago, but there are just as many old school traditional owners that probably are just concerned basically with the bottom line. But to the players, I mean, you look at these teams, they're worth billions of dollars. If the players decide we're not going to play, Well, there is no sport. There is no team. There is no money. And so they they are, and I think that the rise of social media has has made this, um, has played a huge part because the players are not just out there in the games themselves. We are seeing who they are as human beings. And they're talking about the fact that, look, the minute I, when I'm here at the complex, I'm a pro football player. Everyone knows who I am. And, you know, there would be no problems with me uh, being treated fairly. But the minute I walk out of the complex... Uh, I I'm concerned driving home. I have three sons. I'm concerned for them driving around town. They don't know what family this person belongs to. They just see the color of the skin. And so, you know, these are real issues and I can, at our workplace at the NFL, um, you know, there have been incredibly powerful zoom meetings with all of our employees. And, and that includes like obviously a lot of ex players. And I think it's been a time to listen um obviously from someone in my my vantage point it's like i want to listen and that's what the coaches are doing i think the coaches to um to a man have said we are going to prioritize this and so that enla- enables the players to think yes i have a place in this um now i don't know if i you know bruce arian sort of said i don't i don't know if what sitting out a, a practice does I, I want i want us i want us to care about this issue but i want us to go engage and change and And sitting out, it's not going to do it for me. Now that's a little bit going to be a little bit more of an old school view, but there are a lot of NFL coaches I think that would agree with him on that. Um, But there are, but Bruce Arians still wants to listen. I mean, that's been that's not changed. It's just that I don't I don't know how far this will go in terms of the um, stepping down from practices. When we started here, there were about seven or eight teams. I I could see it growing into the twenties very easily. A lot are just talking about it right now. Um, Where does it lead? I think that you know. the NBA, obviously, if something drastic were to occur with the NBA in the next day or two, um, you're going to see a trickle down effect because it's not just, hey, we're just going to follow what others are doing. It's like this issue matters just as much to players in the WNBA, in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, hockey, TBD. But, you know, when it comes <laughs> to these issues, these are real and they're not going away um, on any level. And I think that we're seeing we're, this. 2020 gets getting knocked for a lot of a lot of like negativity, and I get it. I mean, there's a lot of terrible stuff happening, but there is this like almost like solar awareness growing too, where like things I wasn't even thinking about to be honest, like a year ago, I it's on my mind all the time, and I think that's that's true for me. Someone that's not dealt with what they've dealt with, I'm sure for you to some degree, but for them, it's been on their minds for decades, and it's like they're being heard. And I I mean. That's the right thing, and it's just like football matters, but it's this this platform um, that they have. They're using it responsibly, I think, and, and it's like I, people that want to rail against them. I, I I don't know. I just don't agree. I I really having gotten to know some NFL players to your point before, they are not what you'd think. They're they're worldly they're incredibly educated, um, thought provoking. They've traveled more than most people in America have traveled. And in the off season, they travel all around the world. I mean, they see it, they see it everywhere. So I trust their viewpoint.
0: And, you know, I just, you know, for names of that such, obviously there's none more bigger than, you know, Miles Garrett right here with the Cleveland Browns and the trips he takes and the things he does just, you know, out of the goodness of his heart. And it's, it's just impressive. And, there's always the war, but you know, whatever, between, you know, ownership and players and the cut of the pie or whatever. Um, but these players should be commended for the young men they are and what they're growing into, as opposed to years past of the Lawrence Taylors of the world, who was put on a pedestal for no reason other than this, you know, fact, he could just, you know, destroy quarterbacks. So it's just the growth of it is great to see. We're going to get to a couple more things here with Mark as we continue to roll on through here. Every now and then, guys, you're just not in the mood. Usually, you know, you brush it off and say, honey, I'm sorry I lost my mojo, or not tonight. I had a long day of work. It's okay to accept that sometimes you ain't got your best fastball. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free, two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you will get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Again, that's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Guys, as always, make sure you're checking out Ohio versus Everyone. The site covers... Ohio sports and, and culture. They cover in depth, obviously, your Browns, um, your Cavaliers, your Indians, also the Reds and the Bengals, and of course the Ohio State Buckeyes. Derek Webb recently did a piece catching up with former Bengals legend Corey Dillon. Make sure you check that out. It was a great piece. It's all your favorite teams, all in one site. And because they cover all the teams, they only bring you the best, most interesting topics. Check it out again. It's Ohio versus everyone.com. That's Ohio vs everyone.com mark this season i mean we've the stars just keep coming into this league the growth of the quarterbacks the running backs don't matter crowd and then you look at players like christian mccaffrey and you wonder how that could even exist um the growth of the defensive talent um sure i mean for you getting to cover the league and it it almost seems weird because you know now there's this big beautiful stadium in la for two franchises that sadly nobody's going to get to see. But some thoughts here on what you're looking forward to most, actually, out of what will be on the field here in 2020.
1: You know, one position group that is getting, I think, just a ton of buzz, and it it sort of speaks to, it's the running backs around the league, the rookie running backs. I look at guys like Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis who, um, you know, they're talking about, about, that is one of the best O-lines in the league that, These guys are just like running to the second level play after play. I think that's going to be a, 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 he's going to be a big factor. Clyde Edwards, a you know, Zach Moss in Buffalo, JK Dobbins in Baltimore. They have like eight running backs that could devastate the world if they wanted to Deandre Swift in Detroit. I think that's going to be a big storyline. Again, I really think it's going to be a run heavy, uh, do what you do, what you can do well early. And that's probably the run game for a lot of these offenses. And that puts a lot of, you know, first year guys in position to, To really make an impact. And I mean, you look in Cleveland, Nick Chubb, you know, did it right away. And I think that's one position where do I trust a left tackle, um, you know, never having started a game to come out and thrive early on? No, I don't. And I think that's, that's the other side of this is like these rookies being essentially thrown into the fire. And I know everyone thinks the preseason doesn't matter. But I mean, you know, when you when you start a new job, you like a week to kind of just figure out where everything is, right? How, where, where where's the break room? How, who, who am I sitting near? who's annoying. And like, you know, these players don't uh, have that chance without a preseason and it's the coaches too. So I think the, the overall strangeness um, of what we're dealing with is going to create, you know, there's going to be the victims in that and they're going to take some time to, to, you know, probably find their way quite a bit of time, but it's also going to create like these almost like heroes, like these, Hey, this coordinator really figured out how to get these young players in line over the first month and you know guys it's going to create new jobs and new opportunities too because this is a test on who can be the most flexible who can prepare and teach quickly who can explain to a young player what it's going to be like to be in the nfl point blank you know september 13th you're you're jedrick wills and you're dealing with the Ravens rebuilt defensive line and one of the most skilled teams out there, a team that always hits the ground running. I mean, these, stuff like this, these storylines to me are different. That's what I like. There's, there's, Sometimes I get a little, you can get a little worn down when it's sort of the same cast of characters year after year. Everything is so new this time around that I think covering football and, and watching it is going to be something so completely uh, unreal and surreal compared to the past. That it, I'm excited just to see how it all works and how these young players that are rookies uh, grow. And but then there's guys like Baker Mayfield too, where it's like, okay, it's your third season. You were the first overall pick. You're in a bad situation. You're in your third offense in three years. You probably would like another two months to build with the rest of your team, but you don't have it. So you gotta we gotta find out what what is inside of Baker Mayfield. Um, are you gonna come out and if, if you have a game like the Titans game week one last year that happens again against Baltimore? what does this team do? How do they respond? I mean, you know where my darkest fantasies or not, I should say not fantasies like night terrors go is that they get dropped by the Ravens. And this is just such an, I'm so um, stung probably by the Browns thing at this point in my life that I can already (coughs) see the headlines of like Joe Burrow in week two out dueling Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And, you know, beat writers are going absolutely crazy. And, And Cleveland talk radio is going crazy. Now, I'm not saying that that's what I think is going to happen, just that there are these dark timelines. And I'd like to see what reality actually brings. And if it could be a little bit hopeful and a little bit more hopeful than some of my concerns. And whenever I come on the show, I I go, I start to ramble down into these dark areas. And I don't know why I do that. I don't, I'm not, that's not (laughs) what the the fans want, probably want to hear. But, you know, Cleveland Browns, there's the dreams and then there's the reality. And I, I think that they don't always match up, they rarely do. I think, and you know,
0: I and I think from what we've seen from training camp practices right now, I think there's probably more fans that are probably in agreement with you as you know things look slow. And you know, but this was going to be part of the stuff from Zoom classes and stuff like this. And you see Baker a lot of time going to a receiver afterwards, going, Yes, this is what it said, but now here we're actually putting it into phase and into theory. You know, there's X's and O's on a screen, and then there's actually you know what's got to be done on the grass, and which you know, was going to take any one of these regimes, you know, with you know new leadership and was, was going to be an issue. Um, and, you know, I, I've talked with Mark and I was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this team you know runs the ball 65% of the time early in the season. And because like you said, you know, go with what you're good with, you know, we, with whatever works, stick with it. Obviously you're going to throw in shot plays here and there. If it's third and eight, you're going to try to get the ball to Odell Beckham. Um, but it's, it, it's, it, I, I'm just excited for it. And I think for, with watching maybe MLB where the Marlins are relevant and you have no idea who any of these kids are, um I think we there's going to be you know there's certainly going to be some players where people are going to say wow nobody saw this coming. There's certainly going to be a team or two that just you know like you said they may run out you know run out the gate 5 and 1 just because maybe they weren't great last year but not much changed as a maybe to adding some better talent to it. There's going to be a lot of surprises this season which you know will make for you know obviously you know coverage and watching the game watching the sport just that much more better obviously it's different there's no way around it it's going to be weird and looking at these big big stadiums and look you know baseball maybe it's different the way the 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 coverage is or whatever but you can put these you know cardboard cutouts in a football stadium it's just not going to look right the way you know they can manipulate the angles (laughs) in baseball um and piping in the crowd noise i mean it 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 gives it a nice touch but you know it's just that's just not going to be the same of it and that might be something else right there i mean a player like Odell Beckham, who, you know, whether it's 80,000 cheering for him or 80,000 screaming at him, telling him he's a bum, you know, it's something that lights the lamp. I mean, you know, there's just players who love the stage.
1: Yeah, I think and football seems different to me than I think NBA players playing in the bubble. I don't think that they were just sitting, you know, worrying about the fan thing so much that that experience had to be so surreal for them that you know adding fans to that probably wouldn't have helped. I football's totally different and it comes down to 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 the type of humans on your roster. And you're going to have some that could care less if there's fans there, but football players like a lot of them have talked about it that it's just going to be really weird for them because you know even if you're a baseball player may, maybe you were recently in the minor leagues and you're dealing with smaller crowds or you know you're 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 used to the variance but these football guys have been playing again in front of huge crowds many of them went to just gigantic high schools so it's like back since the you know age 14 or 15 there you'd have to go back to their pop Warner days where there were just a smattering of people along the sidelines so the energy um you know having been lucky enough to go to a couple super bowls i i will never forget one event uh when seattle played new england best super bowl i've seen i think the crowd noise in arizona was so deafening i, I mean my 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 co and I just looked at each other and there was a moment when and remember that was after you know the whole deflate gate thing happened in the, in the during the week and the Patriots and Belichick had become essentially evil to 95% of fans and the Seahawks like showed up to that game big time their fan base and so when there was this moment when Brady and Belichick were coming down the tunnel and the boos were the loudest I've ever heard in my life and you could feel the earth shaking in your body the energy going through your body so Point being, all of that is gone. And I would love to have the job of like the crowd noise operator guy, if I could do that and just like, oh, Lamar Jackson's on the field. I'm turning this volume up to 160 and we're going to deal, but but that's not going to be, they're going to have guidelines in on what that all means too. And I get it because I know Sean McVay um, or Sean McDermott of the bills. I should say, uh, came out and said, I don't like the idea that you know some, some teams are going to have fans and some aren't. And, and, and then you know Vic Fangio, old school Vic Fangio, said, I couldn't give a crap. All right, that's cool, but a lot of your players do. And so I do think that that's another example of potential competitive imbalance. Is it the same thing as some team not practicing as much as another? No. But uh, the idea that you go into Kansas City opening night and they've got a bunch of people in there cheering, uh, and then you go to another stadium and it's dead empty, uh, it's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, and like even things like I, I think of like some of these domed places where you know you're not even gonna get like anything that's just gonna come from like just natural sounds within the world, a bird or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, so that's it's gonna be really, really freakish in that. I mean, it's gonna probably sound like the you
1: know, like the NFL combine does yeah. where there's You're gonna get a like, lot of F bombs and a lot of stuff whoa, whoa, whoa. caught on parabolic mics too that that uh you know, I, I like to have my kids watch these games, but that's that's gonna be tricky. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll you know make a little mute
0: or something of that yeah. nature is probably going to be have to be what it is. Um, we're gonna put a bow on this here, guys. It's always a pleasure talking with Mark. Obviously, his insight, you know and passion for the Browns with along with all the knowledge he brings from around the league as well. Always makes, you know, for fun talk, great conversation. Um, you know, this will be your Thursday episode. We're going to come back on, on Friday. We're a little later this week with the Browns having an idle day on Wednesday. We'll see what happens as far as practice today on Thursday. Um, make sure you're checking out around the NFL market is you know, cohorts. They do a fantastic job and you know, how much they actually get in, to 2 two-hour episodes always amazes me the amount of content they can get in shows. So always, you're going to get a, you know, a, a great listen from those guys over there. Make sure you're following Mark on social media. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd The show itself at On Browns. Uh, like I said, we're done here for the day. This has been your daily delivery of all things, dog pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.